from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Oh, man, one of the recommendations for Jason's nickname on the show is Chester. I'm loving that. Swag Kelly. That's funny. Jason the body. Boom. That's pretty good. There, there we go. Ed says his nickname should be sport. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's too close to Tiger or Chief. So Ferrigno? Yeah, like Lou Ferrigno. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Okay. The milkman. That I like that one. I like the milkman. The milkman's funny. A uh, Jersey Shore. Yeah. Slick. <laughs> slick is good. Oh, slick's good. These are good, man. Y'all are funny this morning. I love it. All right. And what QB one just says his nickname should be boy. Man. <laughs> there's is that kind of degrading? Yes. I I mean I'm a, I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. Uh, 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 well, all right. The Out of Bounds <laughs> Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, uh, is brought to you by the Russell's Reserve Bourbon and Ribeye, along with the Side of Crab Meat at Kessel Prime and the Renaissance. KesselPrime.com to make a reservation. My God, they were busy last night. I got out of there early. Um, the Wilderness Trail Bourbon... Um, uh, regional manager was in in town, and um, so we met. But that place was filling up. Uh, combination of parties in their private dining rooms, and uh, well, we saw some golfers there too. So I love you know seeing the golfers out at any of our local restaurants around town. Kesslerprime dot com to make a reservation. Um, oh, I want another Sanderson Farms update here in just a minute, please. Um, We'll, we'll do that. Brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Hey, this is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And we're streaming live for you on the Out of Bounds Radio app. Out of Bounds Radio app. How about that? And the zone 1059com So, hey, I told you that I was going to give uh, Jason, a hard time, and we are. Uh, we're trying to figure out his nickname. Um, for a fifth best recommendation, $50 gift certificate to Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Enter via the text line. Give us your best recommendation on Jason's nickname. And, uh, Jason, you don't get to pick it. Oh. I do. And I would say I'm sorry about that, but I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm seeing we're seeing some uh, Mr. Macho from Mr. DX. I appreciate that one. Mr. Macho. Okay. All right. Hey, the uh the Wilderness Trail Bourbon dude is listening to the show. So let's go over what we're gonna feature here throughout from now through Christmas. That's football. Football and the holidays and, and getting a little cooler, right? Uh, a cigar from Havana Smoke Shop and what? A glass of Wilderness Trail bourbon. They're weeded bourbon. I love it. It's my favorite. Wilderness Trail weeded bourbon. That's the yellow label. High Rye bourbon is the black label. 
It's delicious too. And then straight rye whiskey is the green label. And that just got 97 points. Call for it. And your restaurant or wine and spirit store will order it. Wilderness Trail Bourbon and uh, the Weeded Bourbon is fabulous. The Weeded Bourbon is fabulous. We were sipping on some last weekend. Okay, what what are you? You're, you're kind of smiling over there. Mac in Vicksburg came. He just sent in a good one. Okay, Jason Freshwater. Oh my God, that is great. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Oh, he may he he may be the leader in the clubhouse. He, and we've had some good ones. He's fist fighting for it. And then uh we also Land Rebel said Well, as much as you love Lane especially now that he won a game for the well, first time since last October. Well, he's a hero again. Yeah. So you're you you have been very, very bouncy. Little bit of uh um you've been very braggadocious this week. Whoa. And I've been so proud. Your old miss team beat LSU. Um, that couldn't stop the, uh, I mean, I could get six people from Beagle Bagel out here in the parking lot, but you want a, a big game and you're feeling it and you keep mentioning SEC West. Hey, so you're thinking, you're thinking Atlanta in the last year of the SEC West, you're thinking Atlanta. Well, I'm, I'm doing what I, what I've learned my entire life not to do. Don't let Ole Miss get your hopes up. I do it. Well, you, you I do it all the that. time. I do it. I do it all the time. But you know, but see the the baseball team twenty twenty one, they kind of washed that away because I was like, oh, well, we could actually we could actually win. You know, we we could actually win something and not choke. That would be twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. So we can actually win something and not choke. Yeah. So then I'm like, you know, maybe the curse is broken, and okay. then I'm just gonna get heartbroken. I already know. Okay. I know it's coming. So let's let's go with our leaderboard update. All right, Sanderson Farms Championship leaderboard update, brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road and an ice cold Michelob Ultra. Jason, so we finally have a clear cut number one and number two. At number one is Davis Thompson. He okay. is three under through three. Okay, so he's he's moving. And yeah. then number two, we have Paul Haley. The second, not junior, but the second, uh, and he is two under through four, and so everyone else is there's like twenty tied for third, uh, with one under. So this is a game changer, man. Yeah. Uh, will you look up how much the went? What is it? One point six million. I, I think the purse is seven million. Yeah, the the purse is seven million. Okay. Seven point six million is the purse. Oh, it's seven point six, almost yes. eight million. Yes. Damn, in Jackson, Mississippi. I love that. that. That's what I was Makes surprised happy. about. I love that. We'll be all over the Golf Channel throughout the week, and that's good. And so, and we have been for years. Uh, this is this is good. All right. So, Sanderson Farms Championship Update brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Before you go to Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, take your golf game to another level. Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Leaderboard updates also brought to you by an ice-cold Michelob Ultra. So, it's off and running today. Then tomorrow, Saturday. I'm coming back from Startville, and I'm going out there Sunday. Ooh. Yeah. Have you ever played out there? Have I ever played the country club? No. I don't play a lot of golf. I've Mm. played Annandale. Yeah. 
I played Reunion. I played Dancing Rabbit. I played Old Waverly. And I played Mossy Oak. Not necessarily 1800. We went out to Mossy Oak right when it opened with Visit MS and, and messed around. But I do a lot of spectating. Oh, okay. And I sip on a Tito's, you know, and soda with an orange. And, and I light a Liga Pravada cigar. Right. Uh, I mean, I've been offered to go play out there. But I was like, look, if I pay, you know, $10, $100, $1,000, the result's the same. Right. I, <laughs> I am playing bad golf. So You played on Saturday or Sunday? I played Sunday, yeah. yeah. I went out into, uh, in Flowood and yeah. played some golf. And uh, a couple, exactly what I expected. Four good shots. The rest were curse words. <laughs> so, Did you, all right, out of your four shots, was one of them like, a driver where you smoked it or, or a three-wood or something? I had, I had you two, just ripped one? Yeah, I had two drives that went like 250, and that's like great for me. That's because of your chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah. That's and your cho- protein shake. Well, see, I'm all arms. Like, I need to figure out how to use the lower body. Uh, but uh, you, could, you could guess that. I'm yeah, all arms. Yeah. So that's what I'm... Did you wear a tight shirt? I did not. It got... Why? It, uh, well, it got tighter. The, the longer I was out there, because I started, you know, pumping some blood in the arms and everything. Uh, did yeah. you bring, like, dumbbells out there? <laughs> no, I did not. You should have. I did not. You, you, that would have been an awesome picture. Or, or just doing some push-ups in between holes? Now, that would have been good, too. <laughs> yeah. We're looking for Jason's nickname, Steve Palzolo, Pro Football Focus, NFL Insider, 930, on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Steve Palazzolo will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Favorites.com. Also, don't forget Mudbugs is open for the weekend. Crab legs and shrimp. 
mud bugs, crab legs, and shrimp. Ooh, and wings. Wonderful selection of cold beer, too. Mudbugs, downtown Brandon, West Government Street. Open for their first football season. Usually, they don't open until January when crawfish gets here. And they said, hey, our menu's amazing, and we're going to let it We're gonna let it roll with uh, throughout football season. Mudbugs, Brandon, West Government Street. We'll have MRA football on uh, this Friday, MRA Hartfield. So, everybody's wondering who's going to win the championship between uh, Hartfield, Prep, MRA, and JA. You get MRA and Hartfield this Friday night on 105.9 The Zone ESPN. MRA, Hartfield this Friday night and um, college prospects on both sides. Uh, John White's committed to Southern Miss. He's been starting at MRA for a while. And Hartfield has, uh, I mean, they have a heck of a football team. So, this is going to get... It's going to get real down the stretch and uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. What do you think about the nicknames coming in for you? Um, Tom T says white chocolate. I love that one. Yeah. I, I mean, Jason Williams was, and you're so far from like, he was very athletic. <laughs> yes. He was very, very kind of, you know, you're a weightlifter stiff. Yeah. Athleticism is not really. I'm textbook. Uh, yeah. You're, and, you're just very. You're not quick twitch, but well, Jason okay. Williams. <laughs> I'm a straight line. Get me in a straight line, Bo. Right. I'm I'm quick. You're the guy that in the dummy drill in football could run straight at that thing and just tackle the dummy. Well, that's why Oklahoma was always great whenever they would put the uh, the cones to where nobody could go outside the cones. So yeah. I, I couldn't get juked. So you got to run at me. Perfect for me. Like you turn around, run straight at each other. That's my game. But white chocolate, yeah, I think that's at the top. Um, some of these are hilarious, by the way. A Sparky <laughs> is one of them. Uh, Baby Hulk is a good one. Baby Hulk. <laughs> yeah. I like Sparky. Sparky's good. Uh, juicy. Should we let... I almost wonder if we should let our listeners vote on it. Juicy? Okay. Turbo. <laughs> Why would you be turbo? I, I, I guess that's... I don't know. I just like it. Okay. Turbo. Maybe you're turbo in the weight room. Yeah. I, I mean, you got the speed of a phone booth. Whoa. Um, Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Well, maybe one of day. A, of, a cat, of a Cadillac without tires. One day, uh, we'll see if the listeners want to, the SEC Insider hit will just be a race between me and you, and then we'll just catch our breath for the next two or 22 minutes and 30 seconds. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Steve Palazzolo coming up next. We'll talk NFL. Dak and the Cowboys play the 49ers. Uh, the Saints reeling a little bit. We are not going to hit um, the Thursday night deal, but goodness gracious. Uh, we do have some other matchups. Everybody's kind of wondering what we have in the NFL. The Dolphins were the talk of the town, and then the Bills uh, let them know that they were not going to go undefeated. I think there's some surprise here with Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints fans are like, what, what's going on in the NFC South? You know, this should be ours this year. Well, should be doesn't mean anything, especially in this league where everybody's yeah. built to go eight and nine or nine and eight. Um, I feel for NFL Chuck, and it's already early in the year with the Cleveland Browns. Um, hey, did you see your quarterback at the playoff game last night? Kirk Cousins? I did not know he was at the playoff game. 
What universe are you in? It was all over Twitter. Well, I mean, he's... Did you hear about what he did? I did not. I, all right, so Kirk I'm not Cousins the biggest fan. just went online and bought tickets. He didn't call... Uh, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> for our listeners, is the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. For the Twins playoff game, he just went and... He didn't call anybody to get in a suite, which he could have done, or some kind of club level. And I'm told that the, the Twins stadium is beautiful. Absolutely phenomenal. Kirk Cousins just took his his cute, sweet little family out to the game. Well, he also looks like he just refinanced your house for you. So it it probably shots just, fired on mortgage <laughs> lenders. No, 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 I'm just saying he he doesn't look like a NFL quarterback, a longtime NFL quarterback. Okay. He doesn't. I mean he he may his, not be great, but his, he's played some good football his for sta- your franchise. His stats look good, okay? His stats look good. He gets the ball out before he gets sacked, but he doesn't make the throws whenever it's the prime time, prime time games. I think he's like 2 and 13, or it could be 2 and a million for all I care. Okay. It's the, the 2 is the big number there. Okay. Won two prime time games. I'm so glad he doesn't play for the, the Cowboys because the amount that they play in prime time. Oh, yeah. Cowboys wouldn't have won a game in, on a Monday <laughs> night in six years. Well, anyway, he took his family out to uh, to the game and just bought some tickets. Yeah, well, win more than one playoff game, Look, you can get a I box. Mean, you've got eighth-tier athletes who believe that they should uh, have the red carpet rolled out for them. True. Very, okay? very true. This guy's one of 32 dudes in the NFL. Say what you want about him. I get he's not Mahomes, which for what we, we think we... We compare everybody to that. Kind of like in football, college football, we compare everybody to Georgia or Bama. But, I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, he just he just bought some tickets. There are, there are people in politics or sports who've never, who, who couldn't fathom buying a ticket. Or even like influencers. Yeah. Like influencers on Instagram, you'll be like, who are you? Oh, I have 30 million followers. Well, ne- you never need to look you. it up during the break because there's just a there's a shot of him and his wife who's pretty and his one of his one or two of his kids I can't remember at the game. Are you a Twins fan? Not really. Yeah, you didn't do anything. Do you know who Kirby Puckett is? Nope. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, not familiar. <laughs> not just not a, a but, Twins. But you guy. claim to be a Minnesota Vikings fan. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. You really are. You really do have a lot of meat. I mean, you don't know who. All right. Have you ever, World Series champion? He was one of my favorite players growing up. World Series champion, Hall of Famer, Kirby Puckett for the Minnesota Twins. He looks like a refrigerator. The last championship you've won. Don't say you. I'm not. Is because of Kirby Puckett. Oh, you mean Minnesota in general? I thought you right. meant the Minneapolis. Twins. I, yeah, yeah, Minnesota, Minneapolis, whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I I've, loved him. I had his baseball cards. Really? And you know why you should like him? I think you he looks like a fullback. He, he does. He looks like a 3A linebacker. That that's true. He, he does. looks like an absolute Hall of Famer top-tier thumper. Who when the football was played in a box, he'd have 27 tackles. No, make it 34 on a Friday night. Or Juco uh, we just had a JUCO official Texas. I mean, tonight he would he would sweep the JUCO ranks. 
He could he could eat that entire charcuterie board and then go bat four hundred. That's what he looks like. Yes, he and he was phenomenal. He's got traps out of his ears. Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, you talking about built like a freight train. Holy smokes. All right, you just lost all Whoa. privileges to Minnesota sports. No, that's not that's not fair at you all. You could argue he is the number one player athlete to ever play in the Twin Cities, regardless of sport. Jared Allen. Jared Allen oh, all the way. Hell. Jared Allen all the way. You're talking about a World Series champion. That, that's Hall my, of Famer. Pers- this is personal preference. Jared Allen's my favorite player out of anything ever. You've lost your Vikings man card. You've nope. lost your man card. <laughs> You've lost your sports card. Wrong three times. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on the NFL. Coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, the show is driven by your next Ford F-150 at Mack Hike in Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Pre-owned or new, Ford F-150 at Mack Hike Ford in Jackson. Mississippi's number one, number one sleep store. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, brought to you by an ice-cold Michelob Ultra, superior light beer, Michelob Ultra. Also, the official beer of the PGA. The PGA is in town this week, Sanderson Farms Championship. And, uh, Jason, if you would, give us an update, please, sir, as I introduce what we're going to do next. We're going to bring in Steve Palazzolo here in just a second, NFL Insider. On the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. But yeah, the PGA is in town. And our leaderboard updates are brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. And an ice cold Michelob Ultra. So we've got three golfers through five now. Okay. and But there's like a nine-way tie for first. Um, so now at the top is Kevin Tway and Paul Haley the second again. And looks like actually Paul Haley the second just... Well, he just moved on to the sixth hole, but... There's a nine-way tie for first place, so sweet, pre- pretty tight, neck and neck, um, heading, you know, going through the first round. Yeah, well, enjoy the tournament and an ice cold Michelob Ultra throughout the weekend at uh, the Country Club of Jackson and the Sanderson Farms Championship leaderboard update. Brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop and Michelob Ultra. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, NFL Insider, PFF.com. And he joins us on 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Steve, uh, I know you've now got like nine kids, but prior to that, did you play any golf? Uh, a little bit. I was never never very good, and I never had clubs that actually fit me. I, but I could crush the ball. You know, like I'll drive a par four every now and again, but I'll also uh, smack some windows on houses, you know? So it's a little hit or miss for me. Yeah, so you're six foot ten. And I guess you never had, like, custom fit clubs? Correct. Yeah, I never played enough to get the custom fit. So I don't think I've really gotten a good gauge of my game, which to that point, you know, to this point, has been uh, pretty poor overall, other than, like I said, crushing a drive every now and then. I love it. Okay. And, by the way, you can get custom clubs at Edwin Watts Golf Shop, a custom fit Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Steve, let's talk Dak and the Cowboys. Uh, how did y'all grade? Um, I know the two, you know, defensive touchdowns but on Dak 
How did y'all grade Dak against the New England Patriots? Yeah, we had it as one of his best games, probably his best game of the season. You know, one of his best throws up the seam that probably should have been a touchdown. He's had a couple of those so far this year. So, yeah, I thought it was a good, a good clean game for Dak overall from a grading standpoint. I'm still of the mind, though, that we haven't learned a ton about the Cowboys' offense through four weeks just because he's been he's been playing with over a 10-point lead for, you know, a big chunk of his dropbacks. Um, and I think that's that's made the Cowboys a little bit more conservative, right? You just want to take care of the ball and uh, and just, you know, get to the end of the game because you're winning by a lot. So um, I think overall Dak, bounced, he bounced back great. I'll say that. You know, he was coming off his worst game, had an excellent game. He did that last year, you know, week 18 against Washington, had the bad game, and then came back in the playoffs and had a great game against the Bucks. So I think that was good to see. Um, but obviously big test this week with the Niners. Okay, uh, this is Jeff Saturday with ESPN, former center for the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning, talking about the Cowboys 49ers matchup in Dak this weekend. Let me just say this about Dak Prescott, right? We, we bash Dak Prescott more than any other quarterback, which is obviously ridiculous. But when you right. talk about the Niners, their defense does this to every quarterback, bro. Yeah. This is not new. It's not new to make it really hard on a quarterback. It's a great defense. Not not one player on the defense. All three levels of this defense are really good. So do you think that person going to throw for 500 yards? You're lying to yourself. Right. Nobody throws for 500 yards. Limit your turnover. Give yourself a shot at the end. But do not expect Dak to come out here and just torch this defense because nobody does. It's just that's not what you're looking for. You're just looking for consistency. He was uh, staring right at RG3, who has had a uh, big time uh, every time that Dak doesn't play well. But take that out. Uh, do you agree or disagree with Jeff Saturday, Steve Palazzolo? I mean, I, I agree with the point that, you know, the, the if, if we're talking about how good is Dak on Monday morning, the expectations are certainly going to be on a curve when you're playing the 49ers defense. And, um, you know, as, as I said, don't, just if we don't, if we don't give them fodder, you know, if we don't give them fodder, like who cares what RG3 thinks about Dak Prescott? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think from like a Cowboys game plan standpoint, you have to say, yeah, we have to be able to mix it up and move the ball and take care of the ball for sure against this uh, excellent 49ers defense. And then from a Dak perception standpoint, I think there's definitely some truth there that, if, you know, he doesn't have to – he's not going to put, put up 300 yards and three touchdowns, and that doesn't have to be the expectation against the Niners. You want to do just enough to win. And I think, you know, I definitely think Dak is, is capable of that. Okay. So the, the over under is 45. We're looking at a smash mouth game and like almost first one to 21 to 23 is the winner. Is that kind of how you see it or no, Steve? I mean, it's a, it's a tough one because I, you know, the, the Niners are good on both sides of the ball. And as much as I, I, I try to, like, really preface any of my Brock Purdy analysis with, if you just look at the stats, you would think, you know, he's Patrick Mahomes. And if you just, you know, gave Kyle Shanahan all the credit, you wouldn't give anything to Brock Purdy. And the truth is somewhere in between. But the Niners' the offense can move the ball. And they have all their playmakers. They're all healthy. and But the Cowboys also have a potentially explosive offense. Now, we haven't had to see it a whole lot. I know they've scored a lot of points this year but a lot of that's been on defense and special teams. They can be an explosive offense. So I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know if it's going to be a shootout or a defensive struggle. I think it's going to be close, though. So I think that's my – it'll be close, but, the you know, the game flow early on will dictate if it becomes, you know, a, a game in the high 20s or a game in the low 20s or in the teens. But 
um, you know, both sides of both teams are really good. And if the Cowboys get those turnovers, those are the things that you can't always bank on. If the Cowboys get turnovers, if they catch a couple of those Brock Purdy Aaron passes that he's gone away with this year, then that changes the game. And that's how the Cowboys have built their defense. So it really depends on some of those early mistakes, I think, for, from both teams. Uh, here's where I am. If the tight ends continue to drop passes where Dak is throwing dimes, I mean, that's got to be a big piece of the conversation because there are other players in the league that make those catches and you cannot emphasize how big they are. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you got to catch the ball, but I mean, overall, I think the tight end room for Dallas is, is intriguing because of their average, uh, well, their athleticism and, you know, they, they do have some big playability and they're nice. They're nice compliments to C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup just from a skill set standpoint. But yeah, you got to catch the ball, obviously. And um, I think drops could be a little overrated. They could come in bunches and then they're fine. So I, I think the tight ends will be okay for the Cowboys. Okay. What Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider, pro football focus, pff.com. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Okay. So for us here, it's Cowboys 49ers game of the week. Well, I guess nationally. What's the other game that's really, really intriguing for you? Um, where uh, I just reviewed all the games yesterday. Give me the other. Right, let right me now. throw this. What, let me throw this out. This Eagles at the Rams, Ravens at the Steelers. I mean, Ravens and Steelers always very interesting. Um, the Steelers are coming off just a terrible loss, and they the Ravens are. are looking good, but they always play top those two teams. And the Steelers, you know, they have that knack under Mike Tomlin. When they're backs against the wall, they seem to surprise. I think they're back against the wall coming off a, a beatdown against the Texans. Um, we were talking about it on the podcast yesterday, though. Eagles-Rams, that, that, that spread's like four and a half. You know, as last time I saw it, if you told me before the season what the spread is going to be, I thought it would be double digits, Eagles and Rams. But the Rams are feisty. They're young and Stafford's playing great ball, even though he's banged up right now. Puka Nakua's setting all sorts of records as a rookie. Aaron Donald's still Aaron Donald. So that is an intriguing game in the 4 o'clock window, Eagles-Rams. I like the Eagles. I think they have the ability to really exploit the Rams' offensive line, which has been hit or miss this year. And uh, But but I'm just I'm impressed with the Rams and what they've done to be as competitive as they've been. With It looks like a roster of, of three stars. You know, Stafford, Cup, and Donald, three stars in like a, you know, the senior bowl roster. That's what it looked like coming into the season. And uh, and they're playing great so far this year. So I'm, I've been impressed with the Rams. I think they'll give the Eagles a tough game. Do you think that, uh, do you like the four and a half? Do you like laying the four and a half for the Eagles? Or do you do you believe it will be closer I, than that? I, I would take the Eagles. I mean, because like I said, I think there's still this, just a few weeks ago, perception would have the Eagles by at least a touchdown, I think. And so I think that world can still exist. The Rams are playing great, but they're, you know, Stafford's hurt. And when the Rams don't play well, there are certain games where their offensive line just gets absolutely destroyed. We saw that on Monday Night Football against the Bengals. We saw it against the Niners. So that's the Eagles have the ability to just, you know, wreck the Rams' offensive line, which has been basically good in two games, not so good in the other two games. I'm expecting the Eagles to have a lot of success up front. So I would take the Eagles to cover it. All right. Uh, discussing the lines uh, powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. 
Bet $50 there. Play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for 30 bucks. Steve Palazzolo, NFL Insider, joining us. PFF.com. He dropped his podcast for the week yesterday. All right. Um, Joe Burrow. They're one in three. They play the Cardinals, who I know they beat the Cowboys a couple. That's their only win. They beat, they beat up on the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. Um, what What's wrong with with Burrow and the Bengals? A lot. Um, Burrow's clearly playing hurt. Now, he says he's healthy this week. He says he feels great. But you could tell through four games. At first, I thought, hey, maybe he's just rusty. He didn't have camp. But then you're watching the Bengals play, and you can tell, first off, they won't, they won't run plays under center because I think they're trying to take as much of the you know, wear and tear off that calf. So not even having him take two or three steps to go execute a handoff, it feels like the Bengals are trying to protect him. So they're working out of the shotgun. They're still throwing the ball a ton, but it's all short passes. It's all get the ball out of Burrow's hands you know, to protect him in part because the offensive line isn't blocking again. And then, you know, when it's a short passing game, you lose the ability of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to make plays down the field. And as great as Jamar Chase is, I don't want him catching eight bubble screens a game. He's good at that, but he's, like, that's not his strength. It's like asking Randy Moss to, you know, to be a, you know, a short threat, you know. So you just – everything's off right now for the Bengals. And I think it'll all start with Joe Burrow's health. And then when they do try to get down the field – he doesn't have a great arm generally. And if you lose a little bit of that power, that base, it makes it that much worse. It's, it's probably a little bit harder for him to overcome than, say, like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen uh, because Burrow's more of a – he's got a good enough arm, but, you know, more of a precision thrower down the field. So everything's just off for Cincinnati. On top of their secondary, you know, they lost their two veteran safeties this offseason, let them walk, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, and their two, you know, young safeties aren't playing very well. So – it's a big mess right now in Cincinnati. They had a nice win on Monday Night Football against the Rams, but you know it's going to start with Burrow and the offense being more explosive. And right now, they're pretty much the worst offense in the NFL. And so, as he gets healthy, you expect this to turn on a dime? Yeah, like it's it's one of those things. Like if Joe Burrow was a rookie, you know, if he was Bryce Young playing like this, we'd say, "Oh man, you know, did is this a mistake? Should he not have been the number one overall pick?" But but we have a track record of success for Joe Burrow. We've seen him play. We've seen him play like a top three quarterback in the NFL for the last two years. So, yeah, at some point, you know, he'll be back, I think. And Jamar Chase is still great. And T. Higgins is playing through a broken rib, but he's still great. Uh, it's just a matter of, is it going to be too late? Are they going to be one and five or one and six before Burrow's really looking like himself? I think that's the big question here in my hometown of Cincinnati. <laughs> All right. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guess line. What's your read after four weeks in the NFL? I mean, uh, hey, Bo, it's always like this. Same old, same old, crazy. Some teams playing well, some not. Or is there like a a trend or something that's jumping out at you analytically that says, oh, this is happening this year and this is interesting and we're we're following this, Steve? So I think I thought last year at this time, at the NFL, there were it was more surprising because I think the NFL did. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it seems like last year they scheduled the bad teams to play each other early, and the good teams to play each other early. So I remember last year around week four, 
it felt like the entire league was two and two. And you had some really good teams who were two and two because they had a, a tougher schedule. And you had some bad teams that were two and two because they had an easier schedule. I don't, I don't think we're, we're, we're getting that as much this year. It feels like it's more true. Um, last year, we also saw the Giants and Vikings as two teams that completely overachieved by every metric, right? You never watched the Giants last year and said, yeah, of course, they're a 10-win team. And the Vikings won all their one-score games and, you know, pulled them out. But you were thinking, this can't sustain. And now this year, it's not sustaining. You know, the Giants were a bit of a, I don't want to say fraud, but they were, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? They they overachieved. Like, it, the worst thing that happened to them is probably overachieving in year one of a rebuild. If they won four games, they'd say, of course, they, they, they won four games. You know, they, Joe Shane and Brian Dayball are just co- coming in here, rebuilding this thing. So that's one thing that stood out. I also think it's intriguing, you know, the Rams again, um, and then you throw the Vikings in there. There are a couple teams that just are, are kind of like old school NFL. Remember you'd see like teams that would get rid of veterans and then bring in young guys. And it felt really uncomfortable because you're like, man, all these big name players left, but sometimes it would work because the NFL, uh, you know, guys get old and they stop playing well and young players, you know, it's a young man's game and all that fun stuff. And the Rams have done it and had some success and the Vikings haven't had that success just yet, but there are some teams that are losing all these veterans and, you know, still staying competitive, I guess, is one of the things that stood out to me because that's fun and intriguing because it's not all all about the big names at non-quarterback in the NFL. A lot of times it's giving the young guys a chance and we're seeing some of the teams around the NFL trying that. Okay. Uh, How how can Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider on the show, how concerned should Saints fans be with their offense? I'm I'm starting to get concerned, and I was I try not to overreact to things. But a week ago, I was I was optimistic. I thought Jameis was going to start, and I I still really love their pass catchers. You know, I think there's so much potential there. But whether it's just Carr playing hurt last week, uh, but either way, Carr's playing even below his standard. And I guess my concern would be Derek Carr last year posted the lowest PFF grade of his career since his rookie season. So since 2014, last year was his worst performance. And you could explain it away as Josh McDaniels, new system, whatever you want to call it. But I thought he would bounce back this year and look a lot more like the, you know, QB that he was the rest of his Raiders years, which isn't great, but, you know, an upper mid-tier quarterback. And if he's not going to be that guy, that would be a big concern because that was the, the investment for the Saints. And I thought that Carr would be in the situation where he had a Chris Olave as a one and Shahid and Thomas and Juwan Johnson, all those guys. I love rattling them off because they're good. They're really good. Um, so I'm a little concerned about Carr. I know he's hurt and was hurt last week, but that's a bit of a concern. And, you know, the, the defense, as I said, for the Saints, they're always capable. Like they have those games where they just shut down opposing offenses. You just never know when they're going to show up. That's, you know, six or seven times a year maybe they play that shutdown defense. If they're not doing that, they're not a very good team right now. So they got to figure it out offensively. And uh, it starts with Carr. Whether he's hurt or not, they got to figure out a way to get the ball down the field more effectively because they have playmakers to do it. And Tampa Bay, so when, when you're thinking about Saints fans and, you know, they landed Derek Carr in the offseason, you just mentioned they still have enough juice on defense. And these playmakers at wide receiver, um, and the schedule that they pulled. I know it's early, but they're two and two, and Baker and the Buccaneers are playing pretty good. Are they really playing good, or is there something there that it's fool's gold? 
as far as Tampa Bay and 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 Baker? I I, I never know with Baker Mayfield, you know, because he hasn't played as well in four years. So yeah, I'm I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic with Baker Mayfield, you know, as as maybe I should have been my, the entire time. But I'll say this, you know, the box in you know last year I thought Byron Leftwich as offensive coordinator, the offense became pretty stale. And Dave Canales comes in, and he's done a great job. Just just simple stuff, play action, getting their playmakers in one-on-one, scheming up some open throws. And then Mayfield has a little bit of that old, you know, that it factor that I did like, which was like, hey, it's third and five. I'm going to grit it out for a six-yard game. You know, I'm gonna, he's running for a few extra first downs. His pocket presence is far better than I've seen in about seven years. And so there are some little things that are encouraging, I think, for, you know, if you're a Bucs fan. Which, of which not many people are who I'm talking to, but that's what's happening with the Bucs. And then on top of that, Todd Bowles is a good defensive coach, and they have a good defense. So they're playing tough defense, and the offense is better than expected. They still have Mike Evans. They still have Chris Godwin, and they're getting those guys the ball. So, um, yeah, I've been impressed with the Bucs so far. I think the schedule hasn't been all that difficult. So there's, you know, they got, they got waxed pretty, pretty good by the Eagles, and I think that was telling. But last week was a big game, obviously. The Bucs don't always play well in the Dome, and they did. And so, yeah, I think they're – Better than I expected as they head into their buy at three and one. Wow. Okay. Is are they the surprise of the NFL? I think they're one of them. I, but I think that's again the the nature of the NFL is the Bucks. Like all the N- NFC South teams have the easiest schedules in the NFL. And I know the Saints aren't necessarily taking advantage of it, but the Bucks are. Um, Falcons might not be taking advantage of it yet, but I think that's going to make the South teams look a little bit better as the season goes on. So. Yeah, the Bucks. I think they're one of the surprises, but again, I think they've, you know, the fine line between being three and one and two and two so far. So I'm not ready to crown them, but yeah, the Bucks are, you know, again overachieving at three and one. I'd say. Okay. Wow. Um, speaking of baseball and the fact that you played with the San Francisco Giants AAA, did you see that Kirk Cousins went to the Minnesota Twins last game last night and paid for his own tickets? I saw that. I saw that. I saw a picture of that. Yeah. Kirk just being a fan. I mean, you know, you've been around athletes. I have too, a bunch of them. I mean, they won't pay for a piece of gum if they have any kind of, I mean, I'm talking about guys that are, nobody knows. I did that. No, it's true. Kirk's endearing himself to people just by being a regular guy for the most part. Yeah. Okay. I I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, he could have paid. I did not pay for my Florida Kentucky tickets last week. And I'm glad you up. didn't. I am glad I didn't either. That was a beatdown. Oh yeah, your team got Kentucky. their ass kicked. I'm sorry. Oh bad. Yeah. It's, it's all right. I don't really I don't really care that much. I enjoyed it. Kentucky the stadium was rocking though. It was great. Yeah. Great atmosphere. Yeah, Commonwealth, it's funny. I've been in there several times. You, you you don't ever know what you're going to get. You know, I've been in there when it's 20,000 people. Uh, because they didn't care about football forever, and then now they right. they've really got this this juice going, and what Stoops has done is is impressive. They're mean, man. They bullied Florida, Steve, big time. Oh yeah, they won up front. They you know the running back was outstanding. That was really impressive. I, I think they'll give Georgia a game this week. I'm looking forward to it. I hope they do, man. I hope so, and I hope Bama and A and M's crazy, and I hope Texas and Oklahoma is crazy, and I hope you convince your kids that it's the cool thing to do. Because I know you know you're you're jam packed on Sunday, but we gotta we gotta go to a farm in the morning. I'm trying to get the farm trip out of the way in the morning so I can get back for the games. We gotta get back for those 
noon Eastern games, you know? Yeah, so, dude. Uh, I'm trying to, trying oh. to work that properly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to get out of the house by like, I don't know if this is possible, eight thirty or nine. And, and yeah, that's what I'm pushing for. Let's go get, get the, uh, get the, get the fall stuff out of the way. And okay. Get back watch the game uh the what plan. are you like picking out a pumpkin or something i don't what's happening i have no idea yeah, i got I you just told i get it you know? i've been there yeah uh, i'm an empty nester now but i remember those days <laughs> okay all right buddy hey uh you're awesome and uh we appreciate you and i hope you have a great weekend okay all right thank you you too see you buddy steve palazzolo pro football focus it's uh it's the top site when it comes to covering the nfl loaded with analytics among other things palazzolo's got his podcast And he joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We'll have a Southern Farm, Sanderson Farms Championship (laughs) leaderboard update for you. Brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. And an ice cold Michelob Ultra. Throw some burgers on the grill tonight and enjoy an ice cold Michelob Ultra. We'll be back in a second.